0: Hi, Liz Winstead, co-creator of The Daily Show and founder of Abortion Access Front, or as we call it, Abortion AF. Abortion AF is a nonprofit created by activists, organizers, and a variety of showbiz types who want to use our talents and platforms to raise awareness to the erosion of abortion access and create programs that help us reclaim this fundamental right. We help connect local abortion providers and activists with their community so folks can learn how to help clinics stay open, patients access care, and reverse the current decimation of bodily autonomy. We also get into good trouble exposing the lies of the anti abortion movement at their churches, their rallies, and their religious based fake abortion clinics, where creepy people doing some sort of medical cosplay demonize folks seeking abortion care instead of providing it. Oh, yeah, and our weekly podcast, Feminist Buzzkills Live, we use facts and humor to wade through the ever changing news in this hellscape. To learn more or to make a donation, visit aafront.org. Exposing sexist ass clowns has never been more rewarding.
1: TV is a studio audience being held against their Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of TV. Joining BJ on the show today will be writer, producer, comedian, all around great guy, Josh Gondelman. Uh, super stoked to have him here. Uh, we also have a musical performance from The Gravy Boat. Not sure what they're all about, but let's head on over to the George Carlin podcast studio with our host, Mr. BJ Mendelson.
2: With, uh, Joe Berkowitz. That's yeah, awesome. yeah,
1: yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, how, did that, how did that come about? I mean, we could just roll right into That's it. That's right. Yeah, whatever is good for
3: you. Um, sure. The, uh, Joe Berkowitz and I wrote a book. We had like a, and we were like internet acquainted, and we had an idea for a book that had, was kind of something we were kicking around with a third uh, friend, Nick Douglas, and he was like, you two should just write this. And the idea was for a, Um, a fake pickup artist guide, like a satirical pickup artist guide. Um, and it was called, uh, getting it wet, the nice guy's guide to tricking women from friend zone to bone zone. And no one wanted it at all, but we were having, we had a good time writing together and our, agent we have the same literary agent and he was like oh why don't you try you know like well i this one guy really thought you were funny this one editor uh but he would would love for you to take a crack at a different kind of thing so we excuse me they kind of wanted a funny etiquette guide and so we pitched this book called you blew it the many ways in which you've already probably already ruined
2: your life which has uh, just a fantastic title thank you it's, it's very cool. I'm here with Josh Gondelman, uh, who's been kind enough to join me for Waymo TV. Uh, Josh, what would you like? I mean, you work on so many things, but what would, what's like the one thing that you want to tell us about? I mean, the big thing that I'm currently working on is I'm a,
3: uh, I'm the head writer and, and executive producer at Desus and Marrow on Showtime, which I'm very uh, delighted by, and we're back in season, which is really exciting. We, we had kind of a long break in between the third season and the fourth season, and now we're kind of back in full force. And then we had to take off another week because um, there were, one of our hosts had COVID. But everyone's okay. And uh, and now we're back at it.
2: Nice. I have to tell you, what I like most about the show is that, the, I mean, my dad always, he's from the Bronx. My mom is from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like at, I'm at home when I watch these. Oh, that's mom. lovely. Oh, you what know, a nice thing to hear. Cause it's just this is what we grew up with, right? like so. Uh, that's a breath of fresh air, really. I love all the late night shows. You know, I, I watch all them, but like, just that's something that you really don't find. Is Thank that you. Bi- is that built into the DNA of the show? Like, is yeah? That- I mean, it's it's built into how Jesus and
3: Marrow do comedy and perform comedy and, and create comedy. I think they are so thoroughly themselves and they're uh, growing up in New York is just such a fundamental part of what they do. And I think they like to represent, you know, they it's really important to them to like represent for the Bronx. And and so it's like, it's, you know, I think sometimes there is a a real skill and gift to like, uh, sometimes a, a television pers- uh, personality seeming more or less, like, placeless. Like, you know, the way, like, a uh, like a weather reporter might try to have that mid-Atlantic accent, you know, like a broadcaster accent. But I also think there's, like, a real joy to people feeling, like, specifically from a place, even if it makes them less relatable to people with different experiences. I think it's, like, really special to have a show with such a... Um, Specific sense of like place and, and origin and, and setting. Tell
2: me, tell me a little bit about the the writing process behind uh, the show. Sure. Um, so is it is it very collaborative, or is it? Uh, do they kind of come in with with like this was really good and this was interesting? It's very collaborative. I and I think because they're so
3: improvisational, Jesus and Mero on set, there is a lot that that is worked over in the edit between like writers, producers. Um, And, and so, so the stuff that gets done in the studio, it's like, it's written and then it's improvised upon. And then the stuff that happens outside the studio, right? The remote pieces are like varying degrees of like scripted as well. Like one thing I came from last week tonight with John Oliver, where, you know, he would come into an episode taping and he would know like within 15 seconds, how long it would take for him to like deliver the scripted material, watch the the material, you know, play out the material that is being played for him on on the monitors, and, like, hold for laughs if he held instead of just, you know, uh, shushing the audience (laughs) because he didn't have time for them. And so he would know within, like, 10, 15 seconds how long that taping was going to be. And with Jesus and Mero, it's, it's, like, a very different experience. And so writing for them is a lot about, like, giving them input to improvise on and knowing what the important pillars are of like, okay, this has to be said as it is in the prompter so that people have the context for it. Or like we want the outline for this sketch to be this that ties everything together. But in the middle, there's kind of this room to, to play. And so it is like a really interesting experience learning how to be like more adaptive and more, um, the skills of like, helping to impose a shape on segments in the edit sometimes is like a new, not new anymore. I mean, I've been there, this is my fourth season, but it was new to me when I started.
4: Hey, it's me, God. I know it's been a while and I haven't been the best dad, especially this century. Well, I was going through some shit and you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. All you need to know is that I'm doing commercials now. I've got bills to pay too. Do you have any idea how much I just lost on crypto? A lot. A lot. And so now God needs your money. Like for real this time. Not like all those other times every Sunday. You know who else needs your money? B.J. Mendelsohn. So give them $5 by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelsohn. That website again is buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelsohn. Buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelsohn. And if you don't give BJ your money, you and I are going to have problems. Big ones. Hey
5: there, boys and girls. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman here, inviting you To invite me into your ear holes five days a week with my podcast, The Ralph Report. Join me, Eddie Pence, Steve Ashton, and the rest of the happy lunatics that make up the Garmy for as little as 15 cents a day. And for that, you get five shows a week filled with music and jokes and news and history and just so much good stuff that you're gonna be glad you chose the Ralph Report. How do you listen? Well, it's pretty simple. Go to Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash The Ralph Report, and sign up today. There's four amazing levels of subscription that you can join, each one with their own special bunch of benefits. So, check it out. Listen to me, Ralph Garman, on The Ralph Report. Patreon.com, slash
4: The Ralph Report.
2: And more more recently you've started to appear on air um, oh I, yeah, I, was, I occasionally so, they'll they'll put me in so how is how is that do you have to do you feel like you have to switch gears between being a performer and being a writer when you're when you're asked to come on and, and kind of play yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, like
3: I'm always kind of thinking about like what they need from what the piece needs from me as like a writer and like improvising on set with them and not wanting to make it all about me, you know, like wanting to like be what I'm, be who I'm there to be, but, but stay out of their way and not be like, I'm the third you guys. Right. Like it's, um, just making sure that I'm like playing the role that I'm cast in. So it is, there is a lot of it that is always thinking like structurally about what the piece needs for me. Um, but also it's like fun and exercises like an additional muscle to like be a performer, be a performer.
2: Mm-hmm. That I first saw you perform years ago back on Conan. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm curious. Like, do you still now that you're a head writer, do you still have time to do stand up? And yeah. do you still get out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm out less.
3: Aggressively than I was in the past, and part of that is just because my day job—I have more responsibilities and oversight than I did. But I mean, a lot of it is the pandemic. Still, like I don't travel as much for shows the last couple of years. I don't um, run around quite as much at night. Uh, you know, I, I try to be a little bit more careful about how long I'm out or how you know what. Uh, when I'm out and where, and so it, I am. I do pick my spots a little bit more than I had in the past. Where in the past I'd just be like, "Can I physically get there? Great, I'll perform there." And now I'm a, a, you know, a little choosier. How is
2: your How is your own creative process changed? Being the head, being the head writer, as opposed to like last week's item, and you know, going back to even the books. Yeah,
3: um, I think one of the things about being a head writer that it, it, it is not like you're the the most important writer it's that uh, it's a lot of managerial responsibilities so what i really want is to you know it's fun to like still pitch some of my own stuff but i really love the feeling of like helping and and working with the the writers we have on staff to like make the stuff that they pitch as robust and clear and fun as it can be and so that's been like a real exciting new thing this year, where, like, in the past, as a, I was a supervising producer and a co-executive producer, so I would, like, work with the other, you know, I was in the writer's room and had, like, I would give some notes on other stuff, but, like, now it's, it's more supervision and more, like, uh, oversight on on those kind of things, and I'm, like, really trying to do right by the writers and staff and put them in the best positions to succeed, which is something that I've had to, like, increasingly, think about in a way that is, like, a cool, exciting, new facet of the job. Do you find that you're doing more coaching and teaching? Yeah, I mean, I, I think teaching, like, I would say that's, like, a little lofty for what I'm doing, but definitely, like, a little bit more, excuse me, a little bit more coaching, a little bit more, like, just helping other people, other people's ideas be at their best. So, yeah, I think that's, like, a coaching thing. But it's, it's also, like... It's yeah, it's really interesting because I think that kind of input, I I, I don't want to have like a super heavy hand with everybody. Like I want to trust people's ideas, but also it's it like feels very satisfying and like very exciting to be like, oh, I love what you brought to the table here. And I think with just this little tweak or this little flourish, it can be like even more vibrant than it is already and i think like doing that not for like the ego reasons of like oh i want my fingerprints all over this but the reasons of like oh i think i'm giving i'm helping to give your work the best chance to stand up uh on its own i i think is like a really cool opportunity and like our writers are so wonderful and talented and Jesus and marrow are so wonderful and talented and like you know across the the staff across the office there are so many wonderful people that have so much um input and, and that is like really great for for every single piece, whether it's our director or the graphics department or, like, producers who have an idea for, like, oh, what if we presented this this way? And I think that is, like, so exciting, and, and so for me to get to kind of, like, help put that into focus a little bit as my job of, like, oh, I see where all these different pieces come together on a on a segment, and I can, like, like, oh, let's make sure that everything is the, the clearest, most fully realized version of it, as somebody who's who's kind of, like, looking at it with every other, you know, looking at every facet as part of my job. Yeah. It's been like really cool. I, and again, it's just such a wonderful staff and I really am lucky to work with such a great team
2: for, for writers that are watching the show. What, what piece of advice would you give them given like the, like the arc of this journey that you've been on from modern Seinfeld to stand up on, on, stand up on Conan to. Yeah. So, I mean,
3: I don't know. I think like doing, stuff that you're really proud of and interested in is um is really important like i think that i, I heard that I, I i'm sure i've like xeroxed this quote so many times that i'm totally screwing it up but I, years and years ago i, I saw mike burbigley i do a QA in cambridge maybe boston um people from cambridge will be mad that i said that but you know i'm putting it in perspective uh in Cambridge for a bunch of comedians. And one of the things he said was like, basically start from the thing you want to say. And then if the audience like, isn't going to meet you where you are, like take a step towards them and see if they'll come to you now. And I think that that, that's like such a, a, a clarifying perspective on like, well, do I do it for me or do I do it for them? And it's like, well, you, when you're creating Creative work, you want to do the thing that like feels the most exciting and relevant to you, and then rather than starting with where you think the audience is going to be and just starting there, but I and I always feel like um, when if you get really good at doing a thing you don't like doing, then kind of the best case scenario for the the immediate future is people will offer you money to do this thing you don't like doing. So like. I think like get good at the stuff you want to be good at and and that you want to do in the long term. And then if you have to take a couple steps off that course, that's okay. And maybe you maybe you like where you end up going. But I think like starting from a position of like this is what I'm really what's really exciting to me is such a um a strong way to start.
0: This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to rosieandbjsavetheworld.com to get more confused.
6: Commercials suck, and hopefully one day we won't need them. But until that day comes, we have bills to pay, brother. What
1: the fuck is this copy? BJ wrote it and I think he was high when he did it how do you know he was high I just I read through it and I just have a I don't know man just read it
6: what kind of bills do we have to pay well for starters you wouldn't believe how much it costs to feed a super intelligent ape who wants to kill Superman yes at first he said he would pay BJ rent but then some asshole told the ape about squatters rights yep supervillain you know so he stopped paying rent now we all kind of work for him he's a terrible boss one time he was eating some guy's face and just left the rest of him in the middle of the floor I guess it's better than working at Amazon though anyway the apes got this cool ass set up in the basement of BJ's mom's house you should see it there's this kick-ass pool down there I have no idea how you get a huge pool in the basement of a small house, but he found a way. Separate lines, he found a way. Now, if only the ape could remember to take out the garbage in his office before he leaves for the weekend. Everyone else does it. That includes Stephen Wheat, who works in accounting and shits out of his mouth. (laughs) Anyway, that's what's going on here in Harriman, New York, home... Home of the...
1: Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he was high, but let's just get back to it.
6: <laughs> now, let's
1: get back to the show.
3: What's the best piece of advice you ever got? I mean, that's that's one of them, for sure. Right. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, uh, ask, ask what the money is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I know that that's not, like, a creative direction, but I feel oh. like I just kind of said the most, like, artistic hearted advice that's in me of like, look, do the thing that you love and then find, either find where to communicate to people or like, you know, extend your arms in their direction and see. And so I feel like that is kind of my like artsy advice, but my other advice for people who work in the arts is to be like, what's your budget for this? Um, Because I definitely think that like, not that you, not that all your art has to be motivated by, Money, But I think there are often, oftentimes you will find yourself with people who like want you to do a thing that means a lot to you and that you're really skilled and practiced at and, and they will not offer that information up front. And it's important. You're allowed to ask. It's not, uh, it's not gauche to be like, will you pay me for my services? And even if when they, even if they go, we don't have a budget and you're still like, well, this is something I really want to do. I'm so excited to do it to, uh, Collaborate with this person or whatever. That's like your choice. Like you have to know what your boundaries are. But to not ask. Um, this is another. I guess this is another piece of advice I got from Tony V, who's like a really, really great comedian and actor who I know from from coming up in Boston. And he said he said to me one time, you know, they say the only power that we have in this business is to say no and he's like I disagree because I think there's it's not just yes or no but it's like knowing what you're willing to do and what's worth it for you is really important so it's not just knowing what to like walk away from but knowing like oh you know it is worth doing for for this reciprocation or for this benefit even if it's not something that even if it's not ideal for me um or it's worth doing this up front to get this on the back end. And like, sometimes it's not, but I, I think really thinking to yourself, like, is, is, is it worth it for my creative process? Is it worth it financially? Is it worth it in terms of an experience that I'm really excited to have is like a really helpful perspective
2: to have. I agree. Uh, Whose work have you do you think that you enjoy that you think could use a little bit more attention or is not getting the love that, that you oh think my they gosh
3: do? that's such a great question i mean i i'm watching severance on i guess it's apple plus which i'm yeah. just like floored by i'm like holy smokes what a show it's so weird and dark and funny and inventive, and I just really really am loving it and I'm finding people increasingly i mean like selfishly I just want to talk about it all the time so I've been just like making people watch it um but i I think people are are catching on as the the finale comes up this week and then um I'm trying to figure i mean there are so many I'm going to name everybody. That's my problem. Is yeah. like, I love like search party is another show that I feel like is a little like not unsung. Cause I think people who get it, get it. But I think like, it's one of those things where like more people, like there's five seasons, yeah. they've wrapped the series. I think people would really like it if they came to it. It's like dark and weird and funny. And yeah. Um, it's great. In terms of, Stand up, gosh! I mean, like, oh, this! I think this is such a slam dunk recommendation. My friend Allison Libby is about to do a show called "Oh God," a show about abortion that she's been working on for the last few years, and she's about to start this big theater run at the Cherry Lane Theater in Manhattan. And I think it's about to be like a really big deal. It's like a really special, exciting show that I think people are going to uh, love, and I hope that like. People, it, people catch on right away. Um, and it premieres in, like, three weeks, I think. And it's so good.
2: That's very cool. My last question for you. If there was a question that you wish that I had asked, sure. what would it what would have been? Um,
3: oh, good question. A qu- met a question. Yeah, um, so- I... Huh. I like that you asked what I'm liking. Um... Oh, I guess like I always wish, like, I feel like people, not you didn't do this, but I think people often gravitate towards like the, um, the like struggle and strain of creative work and like the, the difficulties with it and like controversy in the news. And that's like, you know, I understand why that's compelling, but I think like, more people asking about like what the the fun and exciting parts are about about working in you know in television or stand up or whatever. I think like that's um, I would always I'm always excited to talk about that.
2: That's why the show exists, <laughs> or in part. Uh, that's all the questions I have. So let me just: where can people find the book? Where can people find you? Oh my gosh, yeah. So I have a book called Nice Try. So that's kind of we started kind of
3: tangential to this, <laughs> but I have a book out called Nice Try: Stories of uh, Best Intentions and Mixed Results. You can get that wherever you get books, I think. Still, um, and the, I, I read the audiobook if you're an audiobook type person. I'm at Josh Gondelman on Twitter and Instagram uh, legally tooled to be on TikTok, I think. Um, but that's, yeah, that's what I'm up to. And Jesus and Mero Thursdays at 11 on
2: showtime. I got one more for you about the book specifically. Yes. Cause I, I had, so when I read the book when it had initially come out, uh, I was a former like day camp counselor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, I, anyone that I come across that, that's been a day camp counselor, I always have to ask them just, if you could just describe your experience Yeah. How would you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was so young when I was working
3: at the camp because I was like a counselor in training, and then they just kind of like gave me more authority. I was like, I did like the drama classes while I was I was probably like fourteen or fifteen, and it was just like trying to stay one step ahead of the kids and like keep them focused until I could pass them off to the next thing and like keep them engaged. And so that was the experience. It was just like every. 40 minutes or something cycling through, like, okay, how do I get through this 40 minutes? And it was like, in not in like a desperate or sad way, but in like, wow, these kids have so much energy. Yes. And they really like, if you don't engage them in the project that you want to engage them with, if they're just like, now nah, we don't buy it, it is chaos. And yes. so, um, that's kind of what it is. It's like a constant. Uh, Attempt to stave off The chaos over and over again Throughout the day Yeah, that's
2: uh, a beautiful summation Uh, Also my experience (laughs) Uh,
1: Thank you Well, that's our show And uh, our our apologies to the band You know, we kind of just ran out of time That's kind of the nature of things It's the the name of the game
6: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey Vaped Crusaders comes out on the 20th of every month. The 20th! You can't smoke that in here! Uh, Oh,
1: wait, what day is it now? Do I look like a fucking calendar to you? Hey, man, I don't need all the attitude and stuff, you know? I don't don't need it. Well, I don't need your face, your vape, or your... Are those Air Jordan 3
6: OGs? Yeah, yes. Those are $4,500 sneakers. I know, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, they are. No, wait! I don't like you. Don't make me like you. I'm not, man. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to relax, dude. I'm on to you, pal. You're trying to do some Jedi mindfuck bullshit, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's the thing. You want to play mind games with me, motherfucker? All right, let's dance. Why? <sighs> Oh,
1: Sorry. Uh, m- make sure to tune in to Vape Crusaders. New episodes are gonna drop every month on the twentieth, right here on Waymo Whew. Okay, your
5: your your middle name is Macho, but
4: uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever has Macho man ever cried? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh huh. It's okay for Macho men to show every emotion available, right there. You know, because I've cried a thousand times. I'm gonna cry some more. But. I've soared with the eagles, and I've slithered with the snakes, and I've been everywhere in between, and I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you understand this, <laughs> yeah, nobody likes a quitter, nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight, count, get back up, and fight again.
0: Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know you're busy and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right?